0: For show notes from this episode, visit SustainableAmbition.com slash podcast. Now, let's learn more to help you craft your career to support your life from decade to decade. On to today's conversation. Today, I'm back with another Sustainable Ambition quick tip, and this one builds on my last two episodes on quick tips. Episode 67, which was about on don't know, get into action. And then the last one, episode 70, on why you need to always be thinking about your next play. So you can tell that my mind has been on this idea of career inflection points and building a sustainable career and work from decade to decade. And probably because I've had some people asking me about this topic of late, and it's come up as I've been in conversation with some of my coaching clients. So today I want to talk about career arcs with adventure, grace, and courage. And you can see already, there's a little bit of overlap with the prior episode where I talked about adventure there as well. But I'm going to talk about it in a slightly different way today and add in some additional additional points and insights. So often when people are, are, are at a career inflection point, they actually aren't in the state of adventure, grace, and courage. Instead, they are in the state of feeling angst and guilt, or they're being really cautious. And they may not feel all those different things at the same time, but oftentimes I sense this. And I've I've felt these things as well at times. So what I wanna do is offer some reframing around angst, guilt, and caution to help reduce some of the stress that this causes. So I'm going to talk about shifting again from this idea of angst to adventure, from guilt to grace, and from being cautious to having courage. So let's start with the first one around angst and then shifting to adventure. So why do oftentimes people feel a lot of angst around career inflection points Well, I think it's because society often tells us the wrong things. (laughs) They tell us like we should know young what we want to do and we should have a passion. And yet there's research that shows that You know, most of us do not know what we want to be doing at a young age. And most of us don't have a passion. (laughs) And so William Damon of the Stanford Center on Adolescence actually found in his research that only one in five young people between 12 and 26 have a clear vision of where would they want to go and what they want to accomplish in life and why. And I I don't think that's too surprising if if we were to really sit with that data point. Um, And yet we are told as we go off to college you know, we should know young or even as young people are asked, what do you want to be when you grow up? (laughs) And so, and then there's this pressure to have a passion. And I, you all have probably heard me, if you've been listening to the podcast, kind of rant about how having, you know, telling people to follow their passion is not what I think is, is great career advice. And so this, this idea of pressure around trying to find a passion and one path that is your passion, I think just creates a lot of angst. And yet, what do we know? Again, that data point suggests that 80 or 80% of us don't know at a young age. And so what does that mean? Well, it means for most of us, we learn over time and we grow into our careers over time, or we're constantly kind of learning what is interesting to us next over time. And one theory that can help us think about this, and I may have talked about this before on the podcast, but um, is this idea of match quality. And David Epstein writes about this in his book, Range, where he talks about how match quality is this term that economists use to describe the degree of fit between the work that someone does and who they are. Their essentially their abilities and proclivities. And so, you know, it, it really is this reality that instead of us needing to feel angst about like figuring it out, the reality is we, most of us are learning and finding that match quality over time. Now, The second thing that often comes up or creates angst is that we seem to think that this is that we're going to be on this career trajectory that's just a straight line. And I know a lot of people talk about that's not the case. We're all going to have many careers, we're going to change jobs a lot. But I still think people think it's going to be this straight line up and that we're gonna get there fast. And there's all this celebration of getting there fast as well. And this idea of, I talked about this before on the Pace episodes, the, I don't really love this whole like 30 under 30, 40 under 40, because it just you know kind of creates this pressure around getting there fast. And yet it's true that over time, not only do we have time, but like our, our desires and our motivations change over time and our values change over time. And then that impacts what we might want from our work and what we might want from our our life. And so it doesn't become this thing where we're supposed to know and stay just on the straight line. It becomes this thing where we're learning about ourselves over time and we're adjusting over time. And it really does move from this idea of needing to be this angst-ridden thing where we need to figure out that one path and instead becomes this adventure of what's waiting for me next now. What am I curious about now? What's my next match quality now given who I am at this moment and what fits me now based on who I am now? And I think if we were to step into that, we can start to release some of this angst so I, w- I want to give you some permission to not have it figured out and to reduce the angst and instead step into the mindset I shared in episode 70 around turning it into an adventure and to embrace this idea of figuring out your match quality over time and to know that your values, your motivations, your desires are likely to change over time. And so therefore it's normal to come back to this and to have different career inflection points where you will be play, you know, pulling forward, you know, what we talked about or what I talked about on the last um, quick tip, which is what's your next play? So I'd love for you to think about this and to think about how can you shift your feelings from angst to I'm on an adventure. And I hope some of these tips and ideas or data points are helping to kind of maybe ease, ease that angst a bit. So now let's talk about guilt and moving from guilt to grace and generosity. So guilt can come up because as people move into career inflection points, they start to look back at decisions that they had made when they were younger and they start to think, "Oh my gosh, I did the wrong thing." And they start to feel this guilt about it. The second way that guilt I've heard like tends to come up is when people start to have a sense of, "Hey, I want to actually step like dial my ambition down a little bit. I'm still ambitious, but I just want to take it down a little bit or I am shifting where I'm focusing my ambition, where I might not be focusing my ambition as much on my work. I might be focusing on on my family life or my personal life. And there's a lot of guilt that comes with that. And so if we take the first the first guilt around, oh my gosh, I did the wrong thing. I want to pull forward what I might have mentioned before on the podcast, but this research around adult stages of development and really Dr. Robert Keegan's theory of adult development, where he talks about, and I'm, I'm just pulling forward two of the core kind of stages of adult development that most adults live in. And the first one is socialized mind where we're following what society kind of sets as the norms. And it's quite normal for us to live there. And the majority of adults, over 50% live there. But then there's a self-authored mind. And as we go through adult stages of development, some of us move into this more self-authored mind state. And there's another state after that, but I'll just play with these two. And so if you think about it, you know, as we're going through these stages, what often happens as we move forward in our careers, as we moved from, we start to, at some point, start to sense this, like, what do I want, right? Some of us are earlier in that stage and some of us are a little bit later. Some of us, you know, because we are achievement-oriented and that achievement often comes from, like, kind of meeting social norms, might, you know, live in this more socialized mind just because of how we're wired. But it's just to say, if I if I step into this adult stages of development mind, to me, it gives some rationale as to why we might've made some decisions early on, because often what I hear from people around like, Oh, I did the wrong thing was like, Oh, I did the should instead of following what I could have done. And so I want to kind of release that pressure. I think it's quite normal at this stage when you're younger, when you don't quite know yourself, you're still figuring out that match quality that it's normal to follow the shoulds. It's normal to follow the social norms. And so I want to give you, again, permission here to be generous with yourself, to give yourself some grace as you go through this learning journey, this adventure, and to not be feel guilty about like, oh my gosh, I made the wrong choice when I was younger. Now around the guilt about stepping back, you know, where you we might want to dial back our ambition. I struggle with this too. And I know a lot of people who have talked to me about this, where they really struggle with it despite their strong desire to really shift where they're putting their attention. But when you're ambitious, it's really hard to step away from that ambition. But I encourage you to own where your ambition is pointing you now and to work at coming to peace with that. Because oftentimes what's pointing you to shift where your ambition has attention is that your values have shifted your priorities have shifted and that's okay. And that often happens as we move through different life stages. It could even be shifting because of some circumstance that has happened. It's not uncommon. People have shared this on the podcast, um, in that they've they've experienced a, a death in the family or a, or a young person dying when they were young and, or a person dying at a young adult age when they were young. And it made them really pause and rethink how they were going to live their life and how they wanted to manage their own ambition. So different things, you know, your values can change, your priorities might've shifted for that reason, but there can be life circumstances that kind of impact you as well. But I encourage you again, to step into this, just what are you ambitious about now? And where do you wanna put your ambition and your energy instead? And it's not uncommon that it's actually that ambition, again, I, I still need, I will continue to come back to them. I'm gonna write something about right ambition, but you know, it's, it's often that people that are ambitious, it's not really that you are stepping back from ambition. It's that you're perhaps stepping back from your work ambition and that that might feel uncomfortable because of what society says. And yet, it could just be that you're wanting to put your ambition and your attention elsewhere. And I really love this. I might have mentioned this before, but there was a great article I read recently from Time about a woman who used to run. This was an article from like a decade ago. So, but still, I, I love this example about a woman who, you know, was very successful at run, running presidential campaigns. And at some point, she stepped back and she was focused on her family and she was quoted as saying that she's just as ambitious about her family and her family life and where she's putting her attention now as she was in running presidential campaigns. It's just that we're putting our attention elsewhere and our ambition elsewhere. And so I encourage you to find peace in that and to, again, give yourself grace and be generous with yourself. So turn down that guilt and turn up the grace and generosity. All right, so the final area that I was gonna talk about is this idea of being cautious. And so it's not uncommon when we're going through career inflection points, and especially as we get later in our careers, that it's kind of almost natural that we become more cautious. Um, And, you know, I, I often have asked people on this podcast, like, what would be your advice to your younger self? And they would say, take more risks. But what I would also say has been a theme on this podcast is this idea of courage. And so I encourage you to not think that risk is only for the young. I actually embrace this idea of taking appropriate risk always. And I encourage you to move from being cautious to having this courage. A couple of the people that I interviewed on the podcast talked about courage in particular that I wanna speak to. And Mike Murgatroyd was one in episode 35 where this idea of appropriate risk really came from him. And he spoke to, but he, he really talked about this idea of digging for the courage to take a divergent path and to take that risk. And again, to take appropriate risk based on your life stage or what's important to you in your life and what feels appropriate, but to dig deep for that courage. And again, a lot of people beyond just Mike talked about that. Another person was David Brown in episode nine, and he talked about this idea of it takes courage to move from the norm that's become your norm. And he talked about this idea that as many times as you might veer, each time can feel uncomfortable and can ask you to call on that courage again. So as we go through these career inflection points, I encourage you to call on that courage, to turn down that cautiousness and to find that courage within. So as summary, I'm talking about this idea of when we're at career inflection points, how do we move and shift from feeling this angst to moving to a state of feeling like we're in an adventure, to letting go of the guilt, to embracing grace and generosity for ourselves, and then from turning from caution to courage. So with that, I'd love to encourage you to just think about, like, what's one insight you're taking away from today as you listen to this? And as always, like, what's one action you're willing to take? And I'm going to encourage you to take this in the next 24 hours to really get yourself into action. Thanks for listening, everyone. As always, if you have feedback, please send me an email at podcast at sustainableambition.com. Or you can also send me an email if you have a listener question you'd like me to address, or you want to send me on a topic you want me to consider doing an episode on. And then as I mentioned in the last quick tip, I now have a page where you can send me a voice note or a question you might want to ask me. So you can go to bit.ly slash podcast ask. So it's actually bit.ly slash SAPodcast ask. And ask me a question that you might want me to answer here on the podcast. Or if you prefer, share a podcast topic or feedback that way as well. I'd love to hear from you. So with that, be well all, I hope you get something from this episode and really start to embrace adventure, grace, and courage. Thanks for listening to this episode of the Sustainable Ambition Podcast. I hope you take away at least one learning or inspiration from today's conversation. Find more inspiring interviews and get show notes for this episode at sustainableambition.com slash podcast. Make sure you don't miss an episode or my insider tips, guides, and tools by signing up for Sustainable Ambition Forum, my twice monthly newsletter. Sign up at sustainableambition.com subscribe. And remember, it's not about finding work-life balance. It's about building work-life resilience. Thanks again for joining me. Speak with you next time.